The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hey, Anthony. Yeah, Chris. What are your thoughts on cephalopods? Oh, okay. I thought this was going to be an actual talk talk. This is a, oh, cephalopods? Dude, cephalopods are awesome, all right? Um, you know what a cephalopod a, is. Dude, cephalopods are like, uh, I don't know, is a squid's considered a cephalopod? Right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Octopus. Like, oc- okay. So yeah, the whole like the whole cephalopods are cool. Like I read a Tumblr thread of like a giant thing of how an octopus was sneaking out of its tank and stealing fish in an aquarium, and they caught it on footage. And I'm just like, yo, that's awesome. And then it got back to its tank. You know, that shit's smart. So cephalopods are cool on a large scale. I'm low key afraid of swimming in above ground <laughs> pools and the deep ocean because of squids. Because you don't want like the it gets you from the depths below. So like large scale, scared of them. Small scale, they're really cool. Headline coming out of sciencealert.com. A cephalopod has passed a cognitive test designed for human children. You know what cognitive means? You know what cognition means? Yes. Awareness, smartness. Oh, yes. It has passed a cognitive test designed for human children. This is March 3rd, 2021. Let me ask you something. Do you welcome our cephalopod overlords? All hail Cthulhu, man. All hail Cthulhu. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. We'll never stop, folks. Never, ever, ever. Even if you want us to stop, we're not going to stop. Stop means go for us. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Anthony Mullen. What's up? This is another This is another flash. You know how they have flash mobs, right? Yes. Like everybody, and all of a sudden, singing happens. This is another flash episode that Anthony was not expecting. I texted him. It's the middle of a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, I'm on a lunch break. I texted him saying, hey, you know, we were talking for a little bit. He says, what are you doing? I said, I'm working. I'm training today. I am on lunch break. Uh, I'm at the office. Do you want to just do a quick Zoom chat, catch up real quick? He's like, yeah, because he's expecting me to be on my phone Zoom walking around, sitting in the office or something. And then uh, next thing he knows, he's being asked about cephalopods. Yeah. Um, and I was going to ask you, I was like, what's going on with your audio? Because I could literally hear your 3D printer like in the background. But now we realize you weren't set up. You didn't have all your set because you weren't ready for this. I, I really was not. I was like, oh, he's got the mix. Oh, okay. He answered with a question. Honestly, I expect you to be home on lunch i'm like all right so the mixer was understood but when you dropped with like cephalopods i'm like all right so we're this is where we're going okay <laughs> but yeah it kicked right into it and ah, it feels good i haven't recorded in a minute yeah i know dude we, since, we missed a week we, were in. we missed a week we did um and again you know we're s- still trying to figure out your schedule and how we're gonna fit this in but uh like i said we don't stop dude 
Never stop, man. We got to talk. Stop. People want to hear. Yeah. People want to hear what the hell's going on in Anthony Mullen's head. That's what they want to hear, dude. And then they want to hear me make fun of it. That's that's basically what everybody wants to hear when they they reach out to us. I mean, that's I mean, that's the show itself, though. That That's what it really is. <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, dude, animals, they're getting smarter. Not humans. Nope, they're not. <laughs> did you see Texas? Yeah, I was going to. I did. <laughs> That's it. I didn't so know. You, you listen. Yeah. So you're uh, for people who are in the Buffalo area. You guys know uh, we have a, a morning drive DJ co uh, team called Shred and Reagan. Shred and Reagan in the morning. Anthony, you know, Shred and Reagan in the morning. People who don't know that uh, in our area, as I said, we have a morning drive show called Shred and Reagan in the morning. Have you ever heard their show OTP? Oh, or sorry. OTF. It's OTF. No, I haven't listened so to them. So basically their 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 show, this game they play, it's called OTF. It's kind of like the idea you had, except it makes sense, okay? What happens is the dude will either play sound clips from the news and bleep out wherever anything that that tells you where it's from. Uh, or he'll read a headline and take out anywhere, you know, where it says where it's from, but you have to guess is it OTF? Did this happen in Ohio, Texas, or Florida? And that's the point. Like, what's going on with Texas? I got I got people I know in Texas. Uh, I'm friends, you know, with some folks out there. Uh-huh. Uh, I know I have some acquaintances. I have some podcast connections out in Texas. Uh, and for a state that's dealing with a, a winter apocalypse. Right? Dude, they were uh, not ready for that. Now, now they're doing now. They're just like, OK, so also let's just stop wearing masks and uh, let's open everything back up. And let's act like that. Let's act like the world's normal. Welcome to welcome welcome to humans, dude. Put cephalopods. In I charge. embrace the Cthulhu overlords. <laughs> I embrace you. Oh God! Please save us. Oh, um. Yeah, I saw that this morning. I was like, "Are you serious?" Like, same with Missouri too. Apparently, they're both gonna just completely lift and revert to no masks. Yeah. It's weird. It's well, I, definitely weird. Um. Let's move on from that. I don't want to talk about Texas for too long. Yeah. Did you see this other piece? There are six Dr. Seuss books that will no longer be published because of offensive images. Really? I did not see that yet. Yeah, the company that oversees the children's author, this comes from New York Times, the company that oversees the children's author's estate said that the titles contained depictions of groups that were hurtful and wrong. Uh, in a statement, they said that they said last year to end it, uh, the titles include the first book writing writing under the pen name Dr. Seuss, and it's called uh, And to Think That I Saw It on Mulberry Street, and another one called If I Ran the Zoo. These, pe- these books portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. Uh, the other really? books that will no longer be published are Miguelicott's Pool, On, be- uh, on Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Eggs Super, the cat's quizzer hmm. i've never read any of those or heard of those ones yeah but... dr Seuss's stories are loved by fans for their rhymes and fantastical characters but also for their positive values like taking responsibility for the planet but in recent years critics have said some of his work was racist and presented harmful depictions of certain groups in the book and to think that i saw it on mulberry street a character described as quote a chinaman has lines for eyes, wears a pointed hat and carries chopsticks and a bowl of rice. Uh, the additions, additions that were published in the 1970s changed reference from a Chinaman to a Chinese man. Uh, in the book, If I Ran the Zoo, 
Two characters from, quote, the African island of Yurka are depicted as shirtless, shoeless, and resembling monkeys. That's not okay. Yeah, research in recent years has revealed strong racial undertones in many books written and illustrated by Dr. Seuss. What is that? what is that what is so what do you think about that man so uh, were you a fan of Dr. Seuss books when you were growing up yeah, like I like to stand like the standards <clears throat> okay yeah. the hat um well that's going to be removed too because it's racist because it does it gives it gives zero equal opportunity to dogs it's all cats so it's not happening that is <laughs> no but seriously yeah, like, like to be seriously though so like oh no, yeah like certain things like think of that stuff when no. you're a kid right but as an no. adult you look back on it do you think i mean do you think it's the right thing to do to say hey yeah 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 we shouldn't we shouldn't keep putting this out there well especially if it's very blatant if, if it's like the, the references such as like um with the zoo with the if i worked in the zoo like that not okay like you have to be able to catch that um Acknowledge, you know, times were different. So different media media got published and whether it was a blind eye turned or just the excuse that it was back back in the day, it wasn't like that. Regardless, today's day and age, when you look at it now, if it's not okay, why put you can't put it out or why continue to put it out, especially towards like children, like children's books stop that uh stop that race stop the racism where you can don't cancel all those books i mean dr seuss had some great books but i'm not okay with you know like if it said like chinamen or even chinese man like that's not okay to have as a reference because it's very depicting stereotype and it's 2021 we should be moving forward and past this not yeah. reverting back and holding on to racist ties just because i don't like that i don't like anything just because no no it's not okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, well, you know, there's always been these things in comedy and, and all these where I've seen, um, I think it's more comedy where I've seen people say this and, and some things maybe in pop culture and in the current zeitgeist, but I've heard certain people say things like Dr. Seuss having been racist or his works being racist. And I just thought to myself, really? And I thought, well, I mean, I'm sure they were because if you think about the times in which they were written, you know, it's, it was a, it was a different standard. Mentality. Would he have been like, it had he, had he been writing, you know, nowadays, would he be woke or would he be somebody who thought that that was what he needed? Dr. To Seuss would have been woke. Dr. Seuss would have been woke as fuck. Except he was as woke as he could be back then. Yes. Because I think there was, um, I think there was a general, <clears throat> not blind eye. I would hope I would like to believe that individuals like Dr. Seuss, because he was so proactive about the environment in other ways that very much people were not. Uh, that I would like to believe that those those references, such as like like China men, like not okay. That's not okay to do. But and that in that time, like thir- for the eighty, when, how, when was Dr. Seuss writing books? I'm, I'm how old, when was his books published? Fifties, thirties. Okay, 30s. All 30s right, so yeah. and 40s, I think. Okay, so 30s and 40s were before the those progressive movements in like the 60s, like before the 60s even hit. So I want to give him that benefit that this was just the norm. If you wanted to put the book out, that that's something that you wouldn't you wouldn't even have a second guess about. Like that was just standard. Actually, I would I'm like sorry. to believe that. I apologize. I am wrong. Uh, it was the 50s. 
So he wrote, if I ran the zoo in 1950, uh, which is the one that talks about the African yeah. thing. Um, the earliest one was in the thirties. The one that, uh, and to think I saw it on Mulberry street, that was 1937. Um, he ran, if I ran the zoo was 1950 Horton. Here's a who was 1955 cat in a hat. 57. The, how the Grinch stole Christmas was 57 green eggs and ham. 1960. I'm hoping that some of the ones that they, that I'm hoping that these ones that they're canceling were before radical changes start, like start, like changes started to actually be taken place and be acknowledged of injustice, like in like actual effort was being made. Um, I would like to believe that, you know, Dr. Seuss was, let's say he was a nineties author instead and not putting him out in the fifties and forties and sixties that he would be extra woke and he would not be including any references like that. I would like to believe, you know, but yeah, I don't know that. I mean, I don't know. Cause I, I, I know that there are a lot of artists out there that put out content without realizing, cause it's just the times. And then when you put it in front of their face, they're like, Whoa, I didn't mean it that way. And then there are those artists that retract it and say like, I'm not putting that out. And I acknowledge what I did was wrong mm-hmm. and I'm not okay with it because there's someone else managing his estate. It's obviously not him making those, those decisions. I would like to believe that if he was alive today, it's being handled as if he, how he would have handled it. Maybe there was, maybe there's words that came out. I don't know. I think they should, it shouldn't be peddled or pushed as children's books. That's for sure. But to take it away and say it should never be published again. I don't see that's the thing for me. It's important to understand also the context in which these, like this was, this is how things were, because if you just ignore it, you know, things don't get better and things don't get progressive and you don't move forward if you just pretend it never happened you don't learn from anything so like and i'll take this as an example uh i love absolutely love the book the adventures of huckleberry finn right and so if you look at this book literature it's it literally encapsulates a time an era right during Mm -hmm. the slave days and the way they discuss things and said things we're not going through and changing that. And, and, and if they are, that's horrible. Right. And, but they're also not saying you shouldn't do this or you're, we're not publishing this anymore. I don't, I don't think it's, it's that's, so that's the thing when it comes, like you said, when you're creating a specific piece of art in a certain time era to, to apply the kind of the rules of the future to that piece of art, just to, to kind of obliterate it from existence, I don't think is okay. Like it should still be there. It should, shouldn't be glorified. It shouldn't be pushed as chill. You shouldn't sell those books in children's in, in children's sections. What you do is you teach that in high school and saying, Hey, y'all remember Dr. Seuss. You should Let's show this. you, let's show you the era. Let's show you this. Yes. This um, how it, yes. This is where we grew from. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of the kind of complete obliteration of, of something because mm-hmm. of that. Cause that's just, that's just absolutely, we don't look back at, I mean, cause look back to, okay, look at the Bible, dude, look at the Bible. There's stuff mm-hmm. written in the Bible that is so ridiculously, there is literally, there's literally a verse in the Bible that talks about a woman who lusts after a guy because the size of his cock is like that of a donkey and the strength of his semen shot is like that of a horse. It's literally in the Bible that you tell children to read. Yep. Are we obliterating that, canceling that? Because it's no, right? We but just that, don't read that freight. That. For me, it's just kind of, 
I don't know. There's a fine line in terms of recognizing something, learning from it and using it as a teaching moment and something that was put out as racist propaganda that really should, because we're not, we're not putting out any Nazi propaganda, right? Like that's, no. we're taught, it's taught, but we don't put out their propaganda. No, it's a two different things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, the minute I you know. start talking about obliterating, I'm like, Oh, you're going to go. I knew you're going to go straight to Huck fan. Cause I know that you do love that book. You've brought, you've yeah. talked about that. And that's very true. Like Huck Finn was, I remember the first time I read it, was in I think eight no not eighth um third third fourth grade mm-hmm. my teachers read it to us in elementary school and I think it, one of the they second didn't read times the I words it, though they didn't read all the words did they <laughs> oh now see that's where you start to question like I don't know that it should be read out loud in classes it should be something we read it out read. loud wow um I believe we were doing popcorn reading and I remember I don't know if there's was there any other I don't know if there's any other swear words other than the word that. Yeah, the N-word. Other than the N-word, but I remember getting to a part and I wasn't me because I would have just I would have just skipped it. But I remember there was kids in the class being like, oh, do we say this? And the teacher's like, listen, if you say it, there's a part of the time, like this isn't something you should just like, I don't think we did say it. See, it but was I a remember that being moment. brought up. That was a, that was a teaching moment. Yeah. But still, it was it was read like nothing was said like, listen, this is um, this, it was never brought up that it was racist and to learn from it in that moment. It's just more or less this word was just that was part of the time. I'll say after that, I don't think Huck Finn ever got brought up in my education ever again. I think in high school or when I was in college is when they started bringing up how Huck Finn was now a part of that like high school uh, curriculum of like 10th yeah. grade history. Like we're going to go back and we're going to break down the book and see, all right, what can you learn from it? But what was wrong and where to grow? Exactly. Like you said, and I think, you know what, that's the proper way to address the Dr. Seuss books. You know, Dr. Seuss, definitely you teach from him. You don't want to mark him as oh, a horrible writer that was racist. No, you, I mean, we don't know. He yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't we, we don't want to assume. I don't want to. Assume I'd have to look more was, into his life. His I, I don't know all this stuff. I'm yeah. just going based on my knowledge of Dr. Seuss books and then Child, what yeah, I'm seeing here books. in terms of what's happening with the book. Now, if I go back and I found out the dude's racist. Yeah, stop it stop the mm-hmm. printing because that's just pro- pushing the propaganda of, of then, he, then he's just one of those ones that's slipping it in there exactly. and it's, he's getting away with it i'm not okay with that exactly so um dude yeah. what's going on in the news man dude, what's going on in the news i got some local news for you you ready for this you got some local news for me? this, what is, this local is, news? What's happening? is this hits uh this hits stuff that i'm so interested in you and i have had many conversations Whoa. about this this <sighs> comes from buffalo news do you know the strip club pharaohs I used to. I've never, I never, <laughs> all right, all right. I say I Pharaoh's Gentleman <laughs> Club. Okay. Also, go, I've never, go. I have never been there. I it's remember where Delaga. it was exactly. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah. Pharaoh's owner, charged with bribing DEA agents, as feds investigate Buffalo Mafia. Mafia is not dead in Buffalo, my friend. Chiktawaga Strip Club owner Peter G. Jirachi Jr., who is the nephew of the man prosecutors claim runs the Buffalo Mafia on Monday, became on Monday became second person accused of bribing a Buffalo DEA agent to avoid arrest for drug dealing. Uh, the indictment of Jirachi is the latest development. So this has been, this is the latest. There's a lot happening in the past few months now. Uh, the, the, this indictment is the latest development in an investigation into organized crime in Buffalo, one that has already resulted in the arrests of retired DEA agent Joseph Bongiovanni, a Buffalo high school teacher, Jirachi's brother, and two other men. 
Jirachi 53 of Clarence was arrested late Sunday night in Florida while he was on vacation and charged with paying bribes to Bon Giovanni, his childhood friend. He pleaded not guilty at his arraignment. Uh, quote, I expect him to be released under certain conditions in the next 24 hours, and he will travel back here to Buffalo, said J- Joel Daniels, his defense attorney. Um, wow. it's yeah, dude. It says it describes this, this whole thing describes that Bon Giovanni, who was the DA agent, uh, alleged efforts to shield Jirachi and his business, Pharaoh's Gentleman Club, from the scrutiny of the U.S. DEA agents and FBI agents for years. Bon Giovanni allegedly coached Jirachi and others on what to say if they were questioned by other agents, telling them to claim that they are confidential informants for Bon Giovanni in 2019. Michael Masachia, Masakia, a Buffalo Masakia. High School Masakia. Could be Masakia. That's a way to pronounce that. M A S E C C H I A. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I. I've... Michael Masakia, a Buffalo High School English teacher, was charged with bribing Bon Giovanni in 2019. In December, when Masakia, would you say Masakia? I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know if it's, I need, I don't know how. So in December of last year, last name. in December of last year, he pleaded guilty to drug trafficking and criminal possession of firearms, and admitted that he and unnamed others received sensitive law enforcement in- information from Bon Giovanni to help them avoid arrest, as he sold more than a ton of marijuana. Oh my! So my God. the federal grand jury in Buffalo is charging Jirachi with conspiracy to defraud the U.S., pay bribes to public officials, maintain drug involvement premises, conspire to distribute controlled substances, and conspire to commit sex trafficking. The indictment wow. charged. The indictment also charges Bon Giovanni, fifty-six of Tonawanda, with two counts of conspiracy to defraud the U.S., two counts of conspiracy to distribute controlled substances, basically all those same things. Um, it says the arrest stems from an ongoing federal investigation into the Buffalo Mafia and the Italian organized crime, according to federal documents and statements made in court uh, by prosecutors. Jirachi is the nephew of Joseph A. Todaro, whom federal agents and U.S. Attorney Joseph M. Trippi have identified in courts or reports as the head of the Buffalo Mafia. Todaro has not been charged. He told the Buffalo News that any attempts to link him to organized crime are, quote, nonsense. Todaro says that he has nothing to do with his nephew and it is, he is upset that authorities have attempted to link him to narcotics. Jirachi, during an interview with the Buffalo News at Pharaoh's last month, said he is insulted that the federal government is linking his name to organized crime. My grandfather was Joseph Todaro. He's dead, Jirachi said, raising his hands in exasperation. So, yeah, bro, we've had conversations about the mafia. We've had conversations about the Buffalo Mafia because they're very uh, it's 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 considered a bigger, you know, family as part of the families across the country. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And back in the day, back in the heyday, man, you know, organized crime in Buffalo, they, you know, they we were one name for themselves. So isn't it's Chris and I've sent things to you here and there where I I told you something's happening. There's some weird rumblings going on because look at what's happening. And all of a sudden in the past few years, we started seeing little headlines with Toronto, Canadian mafia, a few things here happening in Buffalo. There's just these little things. And I'm like, bro, something's coming. There's an unrest. There's something going on. And, And now, boom. The feds just, are just nabbing people here and there. You were looking on your phone as I was finishing reading that off, and you were like, oh, what, what happened? What'd you see? How do you spell that name? Because I think I found one that I wanted M-A-S-E-C-C-H-I-A. to confirm. M-A-S-E-C-C-H-I-A. Masakia. Masakia. You know the Masakias. 
I do, I do not. I, I really do not. Um, <laughs> it's, it's one of those names. It's there's it's one of those. It's, it's an Italian name that I've heard before. And I've never had any, I've never heard anyone try to pronounce it. And I'm like, I think I know what you're trying to say. And it's like, Masachia. I'm like, Masachia? Yeah. All right. Let me just confirm. And I just searching online just to see if someone would be named that. And it's like, yeah, that looks like that lines up. Wow. That name so, sounds, uh, so that's dude, how you would say that name. Got to be careful walking around the city, man. Never you for know real. see happening. I didn't see anything. <laughs> I didn't see none. I didn't see none. I didn't see none. Uh, but yeah, if listeners have been following us since the old days, they'll know I'm a huge yeah. It's a weird thing to say you're a fan of something that's technically uh, not good, not good. Right. Because the mafia is known for violence, death, you know, things like that. Uh, well, extortion. Well, we went over that when we were at Matt's the other night or the other day and recorded. Yeah, It's a weird thing to say you're a fan of like, something, but I am. I'm very, I'm very you're fascinated intrigued. by this. I have been my whole life. So, uh, so seeing this in actual headlines, seeing news and seeing that like things are going down still, when they keep claiming, and it's always going to be the thing, right? The claim that there's no mafia, that this is not, it's, it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, yeah. Then what are the, what are, what are the U S agents wasting their time on then? If yeah. It right. Exist anymore. Right. Well, it's like COVID. If it, if it, if it doesn't exist, why, why are they wasting time on this vaccine? Why, Boom. why, why, why are they trying to, Boom. to get this thing cured? You getting stuck? I want to, I'm not able to yet. I think I have to, I have to look into that link that Amber got set up for. She, cause she's getting it. How's she getting it? She uh, qualifies just for her uh, BMI and uh, where we're at. Like she, someone mentioned something and she's like, let me see. And it works in her favor and she's able to get a vaccine. Like she is high, like she needs to get a vaccine and they're going to get so, so if you want to know if you qualify, there's a, a, the link through the state that says, do mm -hmm. I qualify? And so you can see if you do. And then if you do, then you know anywhere else you can sign up for. So did you try that for yourself? I haven't tried it yet. No, hey, dude, I I'll send you the link. I'll email you the link. I have it. Sweet. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's just the state link. It's the one that the governor sent out. Uh, All right. Jesus, speaking to the governor, bro. <laughs> I haven't even. Water. I haven't caught up. I haven't caught up. You haven't up seen on him your yet boy. Either. You haven't seen your boy, Mr. Cuomo, over there with his sexual assault and sexual no, harassment allegations. No, what, no, my last. The last thing I saw was that where it did come out that everything that they were trying to say that he was hiding stuff from the nursing homes, and it's like, yeah, he was. And it's like, <laughs> God damn it! I don't want to let people. Oh. People are dumb, man. You can't, you can't, it doesn't matter what, what your politics are, man. If you're an asshole, you're an asshole. If you're going to take advantage, you're going to take advantage. Um, anyway. All right, dude, we're running out of time here. So we got to cut it short. Uh, hurry up. Tell people where to find you this week. Listen, guys, head on over. Check us out at the network at BICBP-radio.com. Check out Vinyl Divers. The comeback is on its way. Uh, check out podcasters for some D&D &D fun. I go live on Twitch with the crew uh, at podcasters underscore sunday night seven to usually 9 30 eastern standard time p.m uh but then also on top of that please check out check out chris and anthony if you're listening to us uh please look at look into that patreon that is slowly approaching i uh, can't wait to drop some cool stuff for you we have a lot of fun projects in the works chris let them know where to find you at Hit up the website, BICBP-radio.com. That's where you're going to find all the other websites. Also, I was a guest on one of our true crime podcasts that's on the network, Wine, Wicked Crimes, and Cat Moms Oh My. Check it out. It's a beast of an episode, about two and a half hours long. But uh, it's super interesting uh, if, you've, if, if you're looking into finding out how did a graphic novel artist end up becoming a psychotic killer and what are his ties with that 70s show's Wilmer Valderrama, 
you'll want to listen to that episode. So other than that, uh, it's, you know, it's, it is what it is. People be safe, do what you got to do to survive. Uh, and as always, don't trust anyone, trust no one. Don't trust us. Don't get your news from us. Never trust us. But what you can trust is we ain't going to stop. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.